0: Welcome, everybody, from around the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Commentaries from the Edge. Here's what is coming up. Today, we're going to be hearing the title of our episode, which is Women, Incarceration, and a New Way of Life Reentry Project, with former board member Judith Sidner-Gordon, retired from LAUSD after 36 years teaching and was an instructor at Thialola Marymount University School of Education for 10 years. Judith has a master's in school education and currently is an advocate for a new way of life as well as an educational consultant. So Judith thank you so much for being part of this and giving us an opportunity to learn more about a new way of life such a wonderful organization. Karen, I, I really appreciate the, op-
1: the opportunity to have uh, this conversation with you, and I am very excited about it. So thank you again for inviting me to join this discussion. Well, you're so
0: welcome. So let's start with understanding a new way of life uh, as a reentry project for women coming out of prison. Um, Let's understand a little bit more about who are the clients for A New Way of Life. Who are these women that are in prison and some of the aspects of what's going on today with women in prison? Well, um, the clients of A New Way of Life, or ANWAL,
1: which is our familiar term, um, are, are formerly incarcerated women who have been sentenced to various terms of incarceration from years to decades and even up to uh, approaching life sentences. Um, The process that these women go through to come to the organization uh, is pretty pretty basic. Um, They they initially write a letter indicating the interest in being a part of ANWA and then The woman is sent a questionnaire so that the organization can understand a little bit more in detail what her goals are and why she specifically would like to be a part of the ANLAW program. Once that's done, a letter of acceptance is sent to the prison or the jail uh, probation board or parole board, and then a copy is sent to the woman. And upon her release, she is picked up by someone from ANWAL, that someone from ANWAL actually meets her at the prison at her release date and time, and then brings her to one of the residences uh, that that are located in in the South Los Angeles area, or in the other areas where we now have residences.
0: So when you're talking about you know looking at the goals in their application, what do you think the kinds of, of goals that uh, ANWAL is looking for when they're considering somebody for this program. Well, the, ANWAL
1: is really focused on uh, a journey of change for, for the women that are involved. So when you're released from prison, what kinds of accomplishments would you like to have? What would you like to do? How do you feel ANWA can help you achieve those goals and achieve those accomplishments? Um, it is really about a journey of self-discovery as, as these women go through this process of actually designing their journey of change. They, they are the ones who are, who are crafting and organizing where they want to be and what they want to do once they get their lives back on track
0: so what what do you think are I, I know uh, we we've discussed this sometimes in the past when you and I've been involved in other projects uh-huh. what do you what kind of uh crimes are are we you know talking about when we're talking in jail what sort of issues have are coming up and and you know, as you'd mentioned, there's to be an in, in prison. Yes. What, what do you think that reflects what's going on in our society?
1: Well, I, uh, I also found it very interesting that there is a huge increase of women who are being incarcerated. And the the one of the things that struck me is that it's not just a California or a Los Angeles or a U.S issue, this is happening globally to my understanding. But specifically in California, um, in the studies that I've read, many of them are saying that the increase is really the result of our state's 20 year focus on the war on drugs. So so many of these women um, have been accused of nonviolent offenses. They've been accused of uh, drugs, drug drug trafficking, drug possession, uh, petty crimes such as shoplifting, things like that, property crimes, things like that. All of these belong in the nonviolent offense category, but the way the system works is that these these women wind up with with multiple terms of sentencing because they they go through the what we call the revolving door of the criminal justice system they are they are incarcerated they are released they if they are caught with drugs or or with possession of drugs or using drugs then they are reincarcerated And that cycle continues to repeat itself unless there are programs like A New Way of Life, which can successfully provide the support for women to put their lives on a totally different track and have goals and be successful and rebuild within themselves their own dignity and their own confidence to
0: be contributing members of society. So it's kind of amazing that, you know, what what you're talking about is something that's so needed for you could say almost anybody, women or men mm-hmm. or young people coming out of any kind of detention. And uh, it it's incredible that a new way of life has, you know, come to be, and we're so lucky in Los Angeles County to have an organization like this. So maybe we can just dis- at this point um, a little bit of how way of life came to be and about the founder, Susan Burden. Sure, um, the a new way of life was
1: started by Susan in 1998 after she herself had been um, convicted of several crimes, prostitution, drug possession, drug sales, those kinds of things, those nonviolent crimes. And she was reincarcerated six times before she actually was released and found a place to go in a wealthier part of Los Angeles that actually provided her the support that she needed to change her life. As she was going through that program, her thought was, why aren't there places like this located in communities of color? Why aren't there places like this located in communities where there are so many women who experience this type of of life, this this, uh, um, criminalization and reincarceration? There need to be places like that in areas where you have black and brown women because black and brown women are the make up the majority of the prison incarceration system for women. So um, for instance, a Hispanic woman is twice as likely to be convicted of a crime than a white woman and an African-American woman is four times as likely to be convicted of a crime as a white woman. So the need in communities of color is is really important. So Susan went on to start a new way of life. Now, when I joined the board 10 years ago, Susan had five residences. At this point, there are 10 residences. She has helped over 1200 women who have gone through this program. She has reunited 400 women with their children and families. So it's clear that A New Way of Life has a successful run. They've had a successful time at doing what they're doing. And it is because they provide services for each woman that are, that, that meet the needs of the whole person. I like to say the needs of the whole person. So starting from uh, pro bono legal assistance to personal counseling, to um, opportunity f- for jobs, opportunities for education, obviously reun- reunification with their children, which is key. Uh, all of these things are part of the ANWA program. and. That's truly, I think, what makes it such a success and makes it so meaningful and
0: important to the women that are served. What's so amazing, you know, when you think about Susan and you're talking about her background is that she, you know, came out of uh, the services that she received with being driven to help other women not go through what she's been through. Everybody would, you know, would have, would be, would have that passion that Susan has. Exactly. Yes. And, and the fact that she, when you talk about the 10, you know, places now, you're talking about 10 of houses where women, you know, so important for women to feel a sense of home. And she, she actually somehow, you know, her energy, her leadership, um, and her intelligence was able to come up with ideas of how to actually mimic home life by, by you know, getting, by being able to purchase houses, find a way to mm-hmm. find funding mm-hmm. that could allow to purchase houses and create places where people had their own, you know, they had a bedroom and had their own decorations in their rooms and, mm-hmm. you know, created a, a program that was that began. It has to be a program that that works step by step, right? Because at first, when the women first arrive, they must go through a very intense period of just overcoming of what they've been through. You're absolutely right, Karen,
1: about that. I think uh, when women arrive at first, um, remember they they haven't had anything of their own for however long they've been incarcerated. So to, to come to a place where they can have their own room, their, their own belongings um, is, is just truly very, very special. And going back to your statement about this, this concept of home for women, um, the women that live in these residences uh, work together to keep that home running, so they share the cooking, they share the cleaning up, they 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 contribute to the life that they are experiencing, which also prepares them for having a life on their own. So it's a it's a process um, that is that is deep, and meaningful, and and extremely successful.
0: <laughs> And the think you know, giving the, the the giving back to the spirit of John Lewis and what he left us recently mm. in that beautiful, um, the beautiful writings that he left us at the time of his funeral recently, which was that idea of creating a beloved community. And I think of of a new way of life. And if Susan, having done that, or have the, the, the spirit for creating a beloved community in the actions that, that happen in a new way of life. That, you know, I know for, for the fact that I was associated with it at one time, how even connecting to, for instance, law students, you know, coming out of law school who, mm-hmm. who she would um, get connected to and they would become part of a new way of life to be right there. To accompany the women to court when they have to go through all the different legal procedures that they need to go through. Yes, and, and that's and that is
1: that's mitigate, yeah. You're right, okay. and and that is very very interesting. And many of those or some of those students now are are part of the legal department at a new way of life. So. And, and they've been extremely successful in, in helping not, ju- not just these women, but other people in the community who need to have legal services um, that are related to uh, past crimes or criminal records. So it's, um, it's, it's been a very important growth piece
0: of A New Way of Life, their, their legal department. And, yes, and and because it also relates to, you know, things that we're facing through this pandemic life that we're living about systemic racism. And in Mm. a way, some of the things by, you know, the sort of the collateral effects of a new way of life is to begin to to really mitigate against some of the racism that's in the system. That's in the system of you know women of color and how they re- how they're related to in our society. So in a way, she's you know she's uh, helping on so many different levels besides the women specifically. Uh-huh. I think
1: mm-hmm. you're absolutely so- right, and and you know and I do think that there that there is a direct correlation between uh, systemic racism as it exists in our country and the incarceration of women in our prisons and jails. Um, Systemic racism is directed toward black and brown people in our communities and the majority of incarcerated women in our prisons and jails happen to be black and brown. So to me, there is a direct correlation there. And and as we know, um, you have very different circumstances if you are not able or do not have the funds to pay for uh, top-notch lawyers and to have really good representation for yourself. And so this is another piece of why the systemic, relation, systemic racism I
0: feel is connected to um, the, the prison system. Definitely, and then you know, here here comes Susan and a new way of life, and all everyone involved really is this you know creates this bridge for these women coming out of prison and jail who wouldn't have a path to getting a job, to finding housing, to being able to be with their children. So, you know, it's it's really uh, an organization that has received a lot of support that, and that deserves to have even more support, which um, brings me to the, you know, the idea of the future for a new way of life. And where do you see it going from here?
1: Well, that, that is a very interesting question. And it's a very exciting question as well. Um, As I mentioned before, briefly, when I was on the, came to the board of A New Way of Life, there were five residences. To date, as of today, there are 10. Um, and there two of these residences are in Long Beach and the most recent one is a convent, um, former convent facility that is out in Montebello. So clearly, law recognizes the need to expand. If the numbers of women are increasing in prisons, then the numbers of reentry places where they can go that work also need to be um, increased. Um, so, So we've got that going, which is wonderful. And then another exciting piece about this is that Susan has developed a replication model for a new way of life. Uh, It's called the SAFE Housing Program and SAFE stands for Sisterhood Alliance for Freedom and Equality. And to date, these um, replication models have been placed in seven different states. Obviously, California is one of those states, but Ohio, Nevada, Illinois, Minnesota, Arizona, and Nebraska. So these states now have a model that hopefully can continue to be replicated to meet their needs. Another exciting piece of this is that the new way of the the model of a new way of of life is is going international um, there are now uh, two plans in um, on the continent of africa the the one in the country of uganda is underway as uh, being developed as we speak and then there are future plans for a model to be replicated in kenya so it the growth has been phenomenal and, and the, gro- the reason for that is because of the recognition of the, the success that a new way of life has had over 22 years and it keeps expanding, it keeps growing, it keeps reinventing and adding things to make the situation so much more powerful, so much more successful for women who have been formerly incarcerated. So it's it's, the work is just, it's phenomenal.
0: I think it is phenomenal. And I think what's amazing is, you know, how this idea of how you can organize, how a community can organize itself, how people can come together and work with a group that, normally people would think, well, there's nothing that can be done because people made mistakes in their life. They went to jail and whatever happens to them happens and not realize how many uh, ways in which people can be helped to become contributing citizens. Exactly,
1: Karen. Exactly.
0: I think Susan's experience, her faith in herself is contagious to Mm -hmm. the people that she's meeting, but I think also contagious to the powers to be, you know, the powers in community who see that you can if you have faith in people and organize resources and mm-hmm. organize with the intent of creating a beloved community that puts people on a path to their housing, to to work possibilities, to have family life, that the whole community is better for it. Not just that.
1: You're absolutely right about that. And then there, then then there's something else I think that that bears uh, part of this discussion here, and that's that in general, reentry services like those that are provided by a New Way of Life are a third of the cost of incarceration. So when when these when these women are are convicted of these nonviolent crimes and put into a situation where they are with people who have committed violent crimes, their needs are very, very different. And and what we're finding is that the costs are significantly reduced when you can provide a service that truly helps women and support, helps these women and supports them in a variety of ways to to get back on their feet, to have opportunities open to them again, and to feel that they have the dignity and the confidence to move on and the hope well, that is needed
0: to be able to move on. I'm so glad that you given us such a, uh, an overview and a, and a portrait of what's going on with the new way of life. And I wanna make sure to mention that Susan Burton has a memoir out. Uh, it's called Becoming Miss Burton that is available on Amazon and auto, Audible audiobooks. And that also I'm going to add information on this podcast for people listening who would like to have more information, who would like to contribute, or would like to volunteer to be part of such a wonderful organization. And also, uh, Susan can get in touch with Susan or Judith and get in touch with you too, with the information that I will be putting on the podcast. So thank you so much for being with us today. Is there anything last minute that you would like to add to what you've said so far well i yes i do i have a final word that that just kind of
1: tie all this together first of all i appreciate the opportunity to to share this information with you and with your listeners about a new way of life Um, the story uh, of anwal has truly been one of uh, success and growth expansion one of sharing, one of guidance. And as I mentioned before, there's a common thread that goes through everything and that connects everything. And that is hope. Hope that lives can be better. Hope that you can be back with your children. Hope that you can support yourselves and your family. That's, these are the things that are, that are, that are critical. And these are the major goals. The accomplishments of this organization have been many. And yet, I think for every accomplishment that is made, it leads to the setting and the meeting of new goals, because that's the way Susan Burton operates. She sees what needs to be done, and then she goes for that. So there's still so much to do, and the work continues, but Susan Burton also continues. She is extremely vigilant about what is happening in terms of criminal justice and social justice. And she is on top
0: of it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Judith. And I'll look forward to another time when we can continue this conversation and hear Uh, more of the developments for a new way of life. I would love that so much. Thanks again. Thank you.